0: Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week, and this week is no exception. It's been about six months since I've been on the podcast, and at first, I was a little nervous, and I was scared. I was like, nobody's going to want to listen, but the truth is, I don't care if only one person listens. If God gets the glory out of me sharing my voice, I'm so super happy about it. So I just want to say thank you to every single person who has taken the time to listen to be a part of this journey and who's still here after my long absence and I promise I'm gonna tell you where I've been and what God has been doing in my life so I thank you in advance for all the love and support and most importantly I pray that something sticks with you today and that you feel the love of God in this conversation. So here we are. We're starting again. We're on a journey. And I was trying to figure out how do I say welcome back to people who I haven't heard from and and talked to in, in six months. And well, I figured I would share. Maybe five, maybe six, depends on how long this turns out to be and how excited I get. Um, Five or six things that I have learned in the last six months. And I'll probably do six since it's been six months. Okay, so six things I've learned in the last six months. Um, Number one, it's okay to let go. One of the biggest things things that I have had to deal with over the last six months is that God was calling me into new places, into new spaces with new people. And I was so overwhelmed by transition. I was so overwhelmed by the idea that what I thought was good for me no longer was good for me. What I thought helped me was now hindering me. The the people in my life, and I'm going to get to that one in a minute, the people in my life who I thought always would have my back, the people who were there, were no longer there. And I did not realize that at some point in our lives, we don't just have to break up with people. We have to break up with places. Um, I always thought the the worst breakups were those those broken hearts in the middle of the night when you just knew you were in love. But the hardest breakup to deal with is with a space and a place that you have memories in. A space and a place that you have committed to, a space and a place that you have found yourself connected to in more than one way. Um, I was actually in the process of moving from Georgia to North Carolina and I had so many things going on and I was trying to figure out where I was going to live and my heart was always stuck on one place. And no matter how hard I tried to avoid it and y'all, I was trying to avoid this place because I knew this place wasn't good for me. I knew this place would put me back in a cycle of rejection. I knew this place was not my space, but. I had a hard time letting go and a lot of us get caught up in, well, this is good for me right now and I'm comfortable here here, and I'm excited about being here and I want to go there because that's where I've always wanted to be. I, none of that sounds like God, right? And one of the things I had to learn is that when we're doing God's will and we're doing God's way, everything isn't about you. It's about the people that you're called to serve. It's, it's about the people you're called to save. And people will continuously remind you, do what's best for you. Do what you need to do. And the reality is that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing what is safe for us and, and what God has called us to because God's plans for us are never to harm us, right? So if his plans for us are never to harm us or to take from us, then there's no plausible way that by following him, we will be harmed, hurt, or damaged. Those are not his plans. So we may deal with issues. We may have some struggles, but we will never be destroyed or taken out of this world because we followed him. We, we will be put in positions of favor and grace because we're following him and being obedient to his word. So for me, I had to look at a place that I called home, a place that I had just I was committed to I was I was serving that community I was pushing into that community I was fighting for that community and the only thing that I wanted to do was get back into that space to pour back into that space and it seemed like every time I got there something bad would happen every time I got there I would be in a negative space my energy would be different I would I would have moments where I would be crying in my car while I was there and I thought it was because I was dealing with the transition and dealing with leaving but the reality was it was because Because my spirit was not right in that place. So when God irritates your spirit, when he gives you this spiritual irritation, understand that you're irritated in that space. You're irritated in that season because he doesn't want you there. He doesn't want you to be comfortable there. If God wants you to be comfortable, things will fall into place. Things will be aligned. And the more they align, the more at peace you'll be. So number one, it's okay to let go. Breakups with places and spaces are perfectly normal and healthy. And there are very plausible reasons why you could mourn that more than you mourned any relationship you had. Because relationships are limited on the amount of memories you can have. But places and spaces allow you to have multiple memories with different people in the same same area. And the best thing you can do for yourself is to walk away and understand that if God is breaking that off of you he's about to attach you and plant you into something else like when I think of of pruning trees and when when there are times where you have to to take a broken limb and reattach it to a new tree that it's, it's a cutting process you still have to be cut you still have to be pruned down so that you fit into the nestled place that you need to be in so that your branch sprouts and connects to the new tree you've been attached to so don't be upset when God takes and cuts you off of one tree and plant you on a new one. And you have to deal with some discomfort in that replanting season. God is replanting a lot of us. And it is time for us to be content with this may not feel good, but it's for my good. Um, and to go right into the next one, number two is I am not broken. For me, I felt like because I deal with certain situations, um, I think I've talked about the fact that I have eighty. HD that I deal with certain stuff that I I have certain health issues that I had things going on I literally told myself I cannot lose weight it's not possible I can't do this God I've, I've tried I've eaten every diet I was just struggling and I was like God I can't do this and it wasn't until I said I can't do it to God That I was able to do it. I had said I can't do it to people. I had said I can't do it in my journal. But as soon as I said God I can't do it. If you could just do it for me. It all started to align. The weight started to come off. And it didn't come off quickly. Because y'all know you know weight does its own thing. But it came off. It's never been able to come off. But now because God is in it. And I allow God to enter in it. It came off with ease. So I want you to understand that whatever you thought that you couldn't do, whatever you had told yourself that you're not capable of, God can truly do it. Um, Number two or three, excuse me, I apologize. Fasting works, friends, and I probably spend most of my time on this. Fasting truly works. Um, So in January, I embarked on a fast uh I embarked on another one in February that was just small nobody really knew about um and then a lot of people fast for lent and you know it just didn't sit well in my spirit so I didn't fast for lent I was just like well god I know I'm called to fast like what season have you called me to fast in and then here I go I find myself fasting during the Pentecost season and I was just like waiting and expecting the Holy Spirit to move and I was just like you know I've received Jesus as my Savior I understand the death that he 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 literally endured for my behalf like I get that and I was really in a place where I truly was grateful for that but I really wanted to be in a place where I could receive the Holy Spirit where I could feel the Holy Spirit speak through me where he just he whispered in my ear when I was resting where he spoke things into my heart while I was sitting still God and I was just so excited about that I was like no I'm not gonna do Lent I'm gonna do Pentecost. So I researched Pentecost and the process and the time frame between the resurrection and Pentecost was an extremely long time. It was actually longer than Lent. It's about 50 days. So I I talked to God and I, I set out some guidelines for myself and I said, God, I'm dedicating this time to you. And he said, you can't do this alone. And I was like, but what? I've always done this alone. And he's like, you need a new crew. You need a new group of people. And I was just like, well, I don't do new people. That's not my thing. And God said, if it was your thing, it wouldn't be me. And I was like, oops, my bad. So I caught myself and I said, okay. Okay just because we're in a season where God's calling us to do something doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable doesn't going to be mean it's going to be something that we're used to that we like and it's okay when God's doing new things in you he's going to challenge you to you to do new things too so understand that you're going to have to have new conversations you're going to have to have new perspectives you're going to have to have a new way of dealing with things like y'all had to change my whole schedule i had never been a night worshipper okay I was one of those people. I want to get up at 4 a.m. and give God all my time. And God was like, no, I want that 3 p.m. time. I want that 3 in the afternoon time. I want that that 12 o'clock at night time. And I was like, God, I'm asleep. Like, I'm in the bed at 9. Like, why? And he was like, no, I want want new time. Because I I researched all of the eight watches. And we'll get there eventually. um, All of the watches. And I realized that God was calling me to that 3 p.m. time. And I was like, well, God, what is this? And, you know, I found out that that was the time of of deliverance, transition, all of that transformation. That's that's a unique time. So if you go back and you look at that 3 p.m. watch time, that's where God was calling me. And I was like, "Okay, well, God, I speak deliverance into my community, you know, and I was doing really good. Y'all, I was doing really, really good. I had gotten to the place where I had forgiven myself for things. I, I, God really blessed me. I was waiting on some health reports to come back. And he just, he said, oh, everything's okay. You're fine. You got a full life ahead of you. Now, what are you going to do with it? And as soon as that happened, when I tell you the enemy was all up in every conversation, He was speaking through people and using people and allowing me to be distracted. I came out of that fast and I was in in the best place of my life. Like, no lie, y'all. And for a while, I was so stressed. I was just like, God, I don't want to mess this up. God, I don't want to mess this up. And the more I talked about it, the easier it was for me to mess up. The easier it was for me to say something I wasn't normally going to say. The easier it was for me to start talking negative, to look at things I don't normally look at, to watch TV I don't normally watch. And it just kind of creeped back in. And I say that to say that it's not just the fast that's important. It's the time and the discipline that you put into place after you come off that fast. It is living the fasted life, not fasting, but living the fasted life. It is walking in the overflow of the anointing that you were downloaded, that you were given, that was poured upon you while you were fasting. The fasted life has nothing to do with the fasting process It is a life that is reflective of someone who fasts as God calls them to fast. Um, That means the time that you are no longer fasting, you are still operating in the overflow of the anointing that the fast has brought to your life. And for me, it was like the enemy found people who I trusted to come into my life and it very well could have been the Lord. So let's not put it all on the enemy. God may have been allowing me to have some distractions to see how my, my discipline had developed. And I'm, I'm cool with that too. Um, but regardless, God took me through a season and I literally went from the fasted life to the broken life all over again in a matter of weeks like I mean I spent 50 days in fasting and prayer and then came out and 2 weeks later it was like I had to start all over again. I had fallen into brokenness. I dealt with some some severe lust issues. I was struggling, y'all. And I was just like I don't get it. Like why am I here? And then this 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 sermon about, you know, Having a thorn in our side and what that means and understanding that we will always struggle with something, but it's how we continue to fight that, how we continue to try to win over our flesh and continue to consecrate our flesh, um, And God will put people in your life. And that's that'll lead me to number four, new seasons, new friends, as you're about to transition into new season, God will start breaking off friendships from you, he will start breaking your circle, you'll feel like, like everybody's just kind of falling off like they trickling, and they're not purposefully doing it, you'll notice a distaste in your mouth, you'll you'll notice a disdain for their their heart, you'll notice that you no longer just even desire to have conversations with those people you wake up and you're just like "Mm, I could I couldn't that is your sign that God is shifting you to new people but the issue is a lot of time we'll accept the breaking off but we won't open our minds and our eyes to the people that he's placed in front of you because they don't look like what you're used to there are some people that that god is going to plan in your life and he did this for me so i'm just speaking from experience this this ain't prophetic this is just me speaking from experience god took some people and dropped them out of my life like it happened so quickly i was like oh where'd they go my bad okay bye and then he just downloaded person after person after person people i never thought i would connect to y'all i don't like females anybody who knows me knows I am not a person who likes to be in a room full of women. It makes me anxious. It makes me upset. And for someone who, who takes the word female inappropriately, I was literally just talking about the gender of female. So let's let's not let's not get there. Um but i don't deal with women well i never have I, I, i'm i believe that god is shifting my perspective of what sisterhood looks like but god had to give me sisters i trusted because my heart had been broken by people who claimed to be sisters who claimed to be mothers who claimed to be to be mentors they literally broke my heart and made me believe that female friendships could not happen, that that I couldn't trust them, that I couldn't be there. And I'm sure that was a tactic of of the enemy trying to separate me from the people who he who God called me to. And, you know, now I'm aware of that. So as I meet people, I just ask God to reveal to me what he wants me to see in them. And things go a lot better. But he's aligned me with people who will pray with me, who will fast with me, who will talk to me, One of the biggest issues I had in my former season was I always felt like I was praying and fasting by myself. I always felt like I was in Bible study by myself. I always felt like I couldn't call on people. But in this season that I've been in, I have people I can call on. I have somebody to be accountable to. Accountability is the key, friends. Key. And I have that. So when God calls you into new seasons, know he's going to give you new friends. And... I'm going to go to one more. I thought I was going to get to six, but maybe not. Some opportunities are actually distractions. And this goes back to number one. So we have made a complete circle. It's okay to let go. So I told you I had this this place and space in my life that I was committed to I had I had lived there before I wanted to go back and I got an opportunity I got a job there like I was so super excited and I was just like God this is where I wanted to be but it didn't feel right there were some things in the offer that didn't align and I was like oh, I can I can make it work it'll be all right I can do this I can do that and God was like no nah, that's not what you're supposed to be doing that's not where I called you to it's not the place I called you to. And I'm just like, well, God, I want to be there. And he was like, no, I didn't call you there. And I was looking at things all wrong. Like I was like, but God, this is the the job I've been praying for. This is what I want. This is everything I needed. And he said, just because it's been offered to you doesn't mean that's what I'm offering you. And I want people to understand that a lot of the opportunities that we are given are distractions. Some of us been put in have been put in places where we have opportunities, but those opportunities are actually distracting us from what God has already called us to. God already told you, you're supposed to be in ministry. You're supposed to be in somebody's church doing whatever. And you done took up that second job. And he was like, if you would just trust me to pay your bills, you could go do my ministry. But we don't trust God enough to do what he he needs us to do. So we out there making things more difficult on ourselves because we can't trust him to be our provider and our, our giver. So understand that some opportunities that you will come up against will actually be distractions. Now, there was also a moment where I jumped over a copperhead. I'm going to tell that whole story, but I'm going to stop right here because I'm over my time. And I truly pray that you are blessed by this mm All right, everybody, I pray that something set and stuck with you today. Um, I am on a journey. And like I said, this was just kind of a let me update you on some things that's going on a podcast. I'll be back on my morning study soon. But I just wanted to give you a few updates to let you know exactly what's been going on in my life. If you need anything, if you want to share something that stuck with you, you can always tag me on at. At Spiritual Sticky Notes on Instagram, or you can find me now on TikTok and we can do some talking there. So I look forward to seeing you back next week, and I cannot wait to share what God is allowing to stick with me throughout the week.